Hey, Alex. Hey. How you been? Sleepy. K-pop kept me up till 2.30 this morning. It keeps you up at 2.30 every morning. Yeah, but I actually wanted to go to bed <laughs> at 11 last night. Like, I was tired. Like, I was ready to go to bed, but... So what happened? Where did uh, your life go wrong? So, you know how I went and saw Vanner in concert in January? Uh, God, yeah, that was so long ago. Right? Well, they announced yesterday that they're going to do video calls. Okay. The tickets went on sale at 2 o'clock this morning. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, and uh, so it's individual calls. So it was $30 for two minutes with one member. So I bought four minutes with Gone because what I do. Is Vanner the one you got fake Pokemon cards for? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that's what you remember. Um, yeah, I still hate those so much. Uh, so I think I've spent the mo- last month casually watching like a Pokemon card opening channel just because <laughs> I like the personality behind it. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee that like half the types on those cards are still fake. Well, I'm sure they're hand or like homemade K-pop Pokemon Yeah, cards. but usually they at least follow like remotely the official template, but they just straight up made up their own stuff. And I think that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't the one that made them. I'm not going to judge, especially when I know <laughs> like two things about Pokemon. Even though I got really excited. I was watching TikTok the other day and there's a, a Pikachu cafe in Japan that somebody made a TikTok of. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool. But the thing I got excited about was they had a, a cup sleeve um, for Eevee. Yes. But it, it was actually like like almost like a, a headband like type of thing, like a, like a scrunchy material. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it had like a tail. It was like the cutest thing I've ever seen, and I really. I'm not gonna lie. I'm surprised you know Eevee. I actually can name a few Pokemon. I talk <laughs> down a lot more on than what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know Eevee. I know Squirtle. I know Mew and Mewtwo, which I think Mewtwo's a dumb name. There's a movie about him. See, I know. Yeah. Things. Why do you think Mewtwo's dumb? I think the name's dumb. Also, I don't like what the Pokemon looks like. Oh no, Mewtwo's gross. I kind of love it because of, like, his backstory of just being, like, an imperfect clone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about him besides he's, like, Mew's, like, second gen or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Whatever you call it. Is that what he is? I don't know. Yeah, he's a clone. Oh. It's unfortunate. He reminds me of, like, when Boo from from Dragon Ball Z, like, transformed from fat and ugly to, like, creepy looking. God, I love Creepy Boo so much. I know. I mean, but... his personality-wise, uh, he goes straight down the tank. But <laughs> yeah, because uh, Fat Boo at least had something, even if I don't care for it. Uh, skinny Evil Boo is just—he's just evil for the sake of being evil. Yeah, but that's kind of how I feel about Mew and Mewtwo. So without actually <laughs> knowing fair. anything about them. So yeah. So now we've exhausted my knowledge of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, I, I haven't I, watched the show. What year is it? 2020? I have not watched the show in probably 13 years, so. Oh, yeah, well, are we talking about Vanner? Yeah, we were. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> Pokemon, it's fine. So, but I had to stay up because Gone and Haesung, uh, their slots, because they only it was 50 per member, and so yes. they're sold out within like 10 minutes. Did you get them? Yeah, I got the ones I wanted. Nice. Um, so. What's going to be really rough is the calls are going to be between 3 a.m. and 7.30 a.m. on August 1st. Uh, what day of the week it's is Saturday. That? Okay, that's 
better. Yeah. yeah, no, I would only do it on the weekend. I wouldn't do that to myself <laughs> on, a, on a work day. You say as you're still up. To... Actually, at that point, you might as well just like go home, sleep for eight hours, and then wake up at 2 a.m. and then just stay up and go to work. I went to bed like right after I bought the tickets, but after I calmed down because there was like five minutes of stress because it was a different website from what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I would never do a call like that before work just because I don't know when that call is going to happen in that window. Mm -hmm. And that just seems really stressful and not enough sleep for me for someone who normally goes to sleep at three instead of waking up for a phone call. I wonder if I'd be more productive if I woke up at like 1 a.m., just lived for like six hours and then went to work, did my full eight hour work days and then just slept for the day. I would be so much more productive if I went to work from like one to nine, like 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, second shift. Not earlier than second shift a little because I don't think they start till like 2.30 or 3 something. Too. Mm, I never know. I thought some second shifts are noon. I thought it just depends on like, yeah. it's a general time frame, but. Yeah, but my problem with that is. I want to be able to hang out with people in the evenings. <laughs> I feel sad when I leave work and uh, it's dark outside. You mean all winter? <laughs> I still usually leave at the latest before five during winter, but some days, I remember especially when I was first working, I would stay till like 6.30 just to get stuff done. I leave and I'm just like the saddest human being alive. Yeah, I normally come in and it's still dark and I leave and it's, it's at least dusk in winter and it sucks. So Vanner... Oh, I thought you were done with Vanner. <laughs> well, I have a continuation. Okay. So so what's great is, so I paid for Vanner this morning. Yes. At 2 o'clock in the morning. At 11 o'clock tonight, Dustin tickets go on sale for the Dustin call. Except I don't have any details on it. I just know they go on sale at 11. So they go on sale in like two and a half hours. And mm -hmm. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know what time it's happening at. I don't know anything. I don't know how long the calls are. And they I won't know. reveal that until it's already time to buy. I don't know. Norm for the first call, they like I had information like a week or two early. Like I had time, and this time yeah, that's wild. It almost seems like um, better hope your schedule's free. If not, sucks to be you, nerd. I know it's the same day as the Monster X concert, but I know they rescheduled it so it doesn't overlap with Monster X. I thought Monza X had to reschedule, so it accidentally overlapped anyways. So they overlapped days. That's how that started, because Monza X actually would have been in, like, Saturday, so in a few days. Um, mm -hmm. And they rescheduled, so they're on the same day. That's where they overlapped. And oh, okay. had they used the same time frame for, for Dustin that they did for the last one, the calls would have overlapped as well. But they said they are going to change the times to make sure it doesn't overlap, because they know there's a, a lot of overlap in the fandom. So that was really mm -hmm. cool of them. Because I already had my Monster X ticket, so I couldn't pick Dustin over Monster X if I wanted to. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Dustin's a, Dustin's a much smaller group, right? Yeah, they're super small. Today okay. is actually, or for us tomorrow, uh, but today is uh, 200 days since they debuted. That's Man, who counts days and hundreds? K-pop. <laughs> oh, weird. That seems just arbit That seems arbitrary to just celebrate whatever. So I think it's a Korean cultural thing because when dating they do that too. Like they celebrate now the hundred days. Now I feel days. like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't know because it's it's not an American thing. We we go by year. Like like mm -hmm. if you're we young, go it's by like months and years. Yeah, if you're young, it's like you go. You know, My the first child, week, the first four weeks, sixty four months old. When they do the weeks and the month thing, I'm like, I have no idea. Just round. Is it a year old? 
That's, that's, I think, all my K-pop news, really. My other highlight been is Avatar, which we haven't talked about in a while. Yeah, you finally finished season one and started. You're, like, four episodes into season two also. I don't know how far I made it in because I did not pay attention to the last episode I watched at all. So I guess I didn't watch it. Um, so I have oh, to go back what? and actually watch it. You're telling it me was... the last episode you paid attention to was Secret Tunnel. No, no, no. I watched after that. The last episode I didn't pay attention to was about swamp people. Oh, yeah. Um, that episode's not horribly important. I, yeah. I did not watch that one last night. I'm going to go back and watch it. But Yeah, there's some, there's, some, there's some cool bits in there. Yeah. So, Alex, what do you think about Avatar now that you have actually made it past the season? I still don't like anybody besides Zuko. <laughs> Sokka's all right. I okay, screwed up his I'll name yesterday. <laughs> what did I say? Suko? Suko. <laughs> Suko with an S. Yeah. It was, it was like, as I typed it, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And I still sent it. And then I went, oh, that's why. Honestly, my biggest complaint is that I didn't know the That's Rough Buddy thing came from Avatar. And it's been like 24 hours and I'm still mad about it. Yeah, so you did you watch the full clip of yesterday, or did you only get the voice clip of Zuko saying it's it? It's literally just his face going, that's rough, buddy, and then oh, that's it. That's okay. it. That's all I saw. I was about to say, because uh, I would say don't watch the what he's reacting to, but it's fantastic. You'll get to it eventually. Yeah, I mean, that clip is why I started watching again last night. <laughs> but for reference, I was watching a, a video clip of Eric Nam's latest podcast episode where he was talking about how he fell asleep in a hair salon and woke up with a bunch of idols around him and he was talking about how he was tired and it like cut in with a that's rough buddy and then it went back to him talking and my entire childhood one of my best friends I guess not my childhood my my college my high school and college years one of my friends, every time I said something, because my life is a struggle bus, um, <laughs> he would just go, that's rough, buddy. And that's the only concept of where I knew that line from was my friend constantly saying yeah, no, it to it's me. Zuko. It's yeah, Zuko. I have such a problem with this that I have spent the last like 12 years of my life hearing this phrase. Yeah, you've said it. Knowing... I know you've said it. And I didn't even correct. I didn't even give you context because I thought it was funny. Wait, you knew that I didn't know what I was talking about? I will say, so I also, like, maybe assumed you might have known at least a little bit, but I figured I'm not going to say anything. I had, like, a existential crisis over it yesterday, because I felt like uh, I should have So that doesn't known. happen until, like, second half of season three anyway, so you've still got ways to go. Oh my god, I'm... <laughs> yeah, like, by that point, you're just going to want to finish a show. I mean, I'm already to that point. It's I have such a weird thing of if I start a show, I have to finish it even if I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, well, you're bad. You're past most of the bad stuff. Um, I would say there's maybe like one or two episodes that I don't care for, and the entire rest of the show. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like the show for the fact that I don't like any of the characters. I mean, I don't know how that works, world, but you know, the world building's great. I think it's just the fantasy elements are real cool. Yeah, I mean, the concept of the show is good. I just literally don't like the characters. You'll probably like Korra a lot then. Are you sure? Korra? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Korra, they're all like 16. Uh, I think they're all pretty much like late teens, early adults. That's better. I don't know how old Korra actually is. I think she's 17. Because then Sokka's sister. Katara, you hate Katara. Yeah. Oh my god, she's... To be fair, uh, I hate... So the main crew is going to get a new member soon that I think you'll love. It's not the angsty emo girl, is it? No. I know she's a villain right now. You're talking about May. I love her. She's great. So there's, no. there's two characters I like then. I love her and, and Zuko. 
Um, what did you think <laughs> you of the season one ending? <laughs> what did you think of the season one ending? That was the episode with her fighting them, right? With who fighting who? May fighting the others. No, season one was where um, Aang goes to the spirit oh. world. Oh, that's right, where he was Godzilla all of a sudden. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I liked it. I thought the Godzilla-looking monster thing was really cool. Uh, yeah right like it kind of came out of nowhere but it makes sense especially once you get past oh the... i love it i i think that the end of season one is honestly like what solidified me from when the show got like from good to great yeah i mean it was really cool because it kind of hints a little more at what powers Aang actually has yeah because i think it types it it connected more with the fact that he is also the bridge to like the spirit world so yeah instead of like just being oh man that can bend all elements like no he's got he's got spirit powers too that come in handy when they need to yeah and that was kind of cool because definitely up until that point i was like he can bend everything that's neat if you get four people together from the different ones they can do the same thing <laughs> yeah no the the spirit stuff is definitely what separates avatar from just a normal person i like it even if i don't like Aang. Mm-hmm. that's fine i'm glad you're gonna keep continuing yeah, I think the main reason I don't like him is because he is young. And so, they, I mean, they, they definitely built his character well, I would say, because he is, like, what, 10 years old or something? and He's 12. Yeah, something like that. But he definitely acts like, yeah. a, like a child. Yeah. Because, like, episode one of season two, he's literally rolling in the snow. <laughs> I love that. I It annoys me, but I also don't like children, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. I like Aang. I like the whole crew as, like, they're my children. I don't want them. <laughs> they're not my children. ATs is apparently my children. But no, the recurring, like, you saw Azula's crew with Tylee and May. I didn't like Tylee either. She's too bubbly. I mean, that's that's her person. That's her character. Yeah, I figured. I just, I don't like it. No, I think, I think there's just a lot more interesting dynamics, because it definitely gets more focus on the smaller stuff, on the smaller characters that aren't just the main crew. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind side character development. Oh, I love side character development. Side character development, like, I think probably everything that I would call great, like from movies to games to TV shows, if you give me side character development, I will probably love it even more. Yeah, I mean, side character development usually means you've put thought and effort into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Have I, there was something you said that if I wasn't sad for Iroh or whatever that I would be like a monster or something. Have I hit that? Uh, no. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if it was like his sob story or whatever of losing his son or something his like that. sob or... story? His son's dead. Yeah, Jesus like... Christ, Alex. <laughs> I don't no, like... that wasn't it. Okay, I wasn't sure. I Is mean, that... that's that's the start of where you get a lot more of, of Iroh. Yeah. Because you've already gotten that he's a, fail... he's a general who failed to take over the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, he's lost his son, and he sees Zuko as his own, and I love that. Especially given uh, Ozai, the real Fire Lord, is he's just an ass. Yeah. I mean, Zuko definitely needs somebody like that to keep him grounded. Mm-hmm. I just still don't like him. Like, I respect Tragic. him for what he is. Like, like Zuko definitely needs somebody like him around. Mm-hmm. Zuko is a fireball ready to explode. Um, <laughs> he's a teenager. <laughs> yes. He was a very angsty teenager with a lot of parental problems. Because I don't know if I don't know if I've talked about Zuko's mom at all yet. No, it's always been his dad. Uh oh boy, yeah, well, you're gonna get you're gonna get the whole family soon enough. 
Oh boy. Zuko's better off without them. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all that's been going on. So, hey Jonathan. Hey. How you been? Bad. Oh. No bueno. What's wrong? <laughs> I played a video game that I did not like. What game? Uh... I know, I don't think we actually talked about it on the podcast, but I know we talked about it independently. It's, um, it's a game called Death Come True. It is a, so it's by the guy who did Danganronpa. Uh, he directed this and the composer behind Danganronpa also did the music for this game. Wait, Death Come True, was that that video game I sent you the picture of? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh, and you didn't like it? Yeah, that was that ad. Um, I'll get to it. Oh, I'll get to it. So, I was gonna, I was interested in it anyways. I just didn't even know it got... I thought it was just getting a Japanese release. I didn't yeah. know it was a worldwide release. Yeah. So, I... It, it, right now, MSRP is $16, but I had a bunch of Nintendo points, so I got for, like, $5. And I feel like that's... Pro- if it, if I had bought it standard price for $5, I think that's honestly what it's worth. Ooh. Okay. So, it is a full motion video game. So it's basically just a movie with occasional you get a decision to do at some things. Oh. So I will say, as far as those games go, a lot of those came out in like the mid-90s when Mm -hmm. CD-based technology was becoming big. So a lot of the old ones are real bad. Yeah, but this is a new game. This is a new game. The presentation is honestly incredible. Like, the film quality is good, the actors are good, I like the character designs for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's one stupid evil guy that I think looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, like, it's shot real well. I think visually it looks very good. Uh, there's some really cool special effects that happen with them. It's like implementing glitches into film, and mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. So the game's probably about three hours, three-ish hours long. Maybe less. Because it's effectively a movie that you're going through and occasionally making decisions. And... Despite the actual movie, like, the story being not linear, because dude dies and wakes up back restarted, mm-hmm. uh, the game's pretty much linear. Makes sense. With a f- Yeah, so I feel like the my big problem with this game is there's a huge reveal maybe an hour in mm-hmm. that sort of changes the whole context of everything, and it eliminates a lot of stakes, which is unfortunate. Oh. Um... And then by the end, it just wasn't it wasn't compelling. Like easily the high, the high point of that game was just the info dump. That was real cool to me. This game felt like. Do you remember that Netflix thing, Bandersnatch, which was your choose your own adventure movie? No, but didn't they do a season of like Black Mirror or something or like yeah, Stranger so Things? I was gonna s- <laughs> oh, it is Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Which is the movie. So I was going to say, this reminds me of an episode of Black Mirror. I don't remember the name. I've seen a few episodes. But honestly, I would just say, just watch an episode of Black Mirror over this. Oh, okay. $16 is a lot of money for a game where you just occasionally pick options in between movie scenes. Yeah, I mean, it's still... I guess that's technically the price of renting a new movie now, but... Is it? uh, I think, like, new release... Like, new releases, because they're not releasing them in theaters, where you get access to them oh. for a few days. Okay, I guess that makes more sense with, like, new, new releases. But, but... I mean, no, if I had paid full if I had paid full price for this, I'd be way more upset. Yeah, because I'm like, I can go buy a DVD for, like, 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'm glad I, I want to eventually play it, and I'm glad I did. I'm just... 
Are there, is it worth playing again to find a different ending or? So there's two endings at the end and. That's it? I mean, there's some extra scenes that I want to see eventually. Yeah. But there's a few extra scenes. Like there was one, there's three main characters, I would say. And then randomly, like the TV host who's shown at the beginning, he's caught doing drugs or something. It was really random and stupid. <laughs> like I felt like they put it there just because they wanted an extra like oh, here's more things that can happen in this game. And I'm just like, this is pointless. Great. <laughs> so maybe I'll go back one day and play the extra hour to get everything. That's frustrating. So I think he's got another game coming out soon that's supposed to be... The premise sounds like Danganronpa. Um, but I will definitely hold out on it for a while. <laughs> Wait for some reviews. Yeah, I'm sure when um, Bandersnatch came out, this dude was probably just like, no, that's my idea. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Bandersnatch was effectively free because Netflix is mandatory to exist. Yeah, it is. That's why you got rid of it for a while, and I'm like, how are you existing? Hulu, and honestly, I'm still mostly using Hulu. Oh. I'm not even using Netflix for Avatar. I'm using my stupid Blu-rays. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that until you, like, text me yesterday that you were behind when we were watching because you had to switch dvds yeah honestly uh i'm happy that the timestamps were the same mm -hmm. i'm actually a little impressed because i thought there'd be like some arbitrary difference yeah I, just, I like that they left the awful editing for the um commercial breaks i mean i don't know a single like home release that edits those out i don't either but it just it's just jarring it's very jarring it's, I remember as a kid, um, when watching Dragon Ball Z, there were clearly, like, cuts for commercial breaks, but because I guess the timestamps for Japanese and English commercials were different, mm -hmm. they didn't always match up, and I think it was really funny. That was really funny. Oh, I remember my other thing. Yeah. Um, another news, Yakuza 7, or as it's coming here as Yakuza Like a Dragon, got announced in English dub. Yay! Which is shocking. Because Yakuza 0... Th huh? Did they have a release date? This year. That's promising. They revealed more details. It's going to be PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X all come out on the same day. That's not bad. And then it eventually it'll come out for the PS5. So it's a timed exclusive for um the next gen. Yeah, I was kind of waiting on you to say that it's a PS5 exclusive. If it's a <laughs> PS5 exclusive, I'd die because it's already out in Japan on the PS4. <laughs> Just get the Japanese version and learn Japanese real quick. No, I think <laughs> Yakuza 0 is also a PS3 game in Japan along with a PS4 game. Mm -hmm. But Yakuza was almost, Yakuza was dead here pretty much until that game came along. So I would see why they wouldn't do an old gen release. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, the English dub is notable because the only game to get an English dub is Judgment, a spin-off that still takes place in the same world, but focuses on a completely different cast of characters. Are are the games you've been playing not dubbed? They're in Japanese only. Oh, so you just had subtitles. Yes, the games. So everyone uh... speaks Japanese. It's just the game's fully translated. Oh, uh, I didn't know because I always just get screenshots or the volume's really hard to hear. Yeah, so. no. Um, They have been speaking Japanese the entire time I've been playing. Oh. <laughs> or, God forbid, the occasional uh, English sentence that 
is clearly not spoken by a native speaker. Well, I mean, if they're Japanese characters, that makes sense. It makes sense. It's just, it's funny to me as an English native speaker. Don't be mean. <laughs> Look, I'm sure if I say anything in another language, people get the same kick out of me. They do, and I can say that from experience of my family in Germany makes so much fun of me because of my American <laughs> accent when I speak a very specific dialect of German. Yeah, see, it's a universal thing. It is. I'm not, I'm not doing it out of a bad place. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. Just kicked. So the first Yakuza game on the PS2 did get an English dub, and we don't talk about that. Is that Yakuza 1 or 0, or is there some other one? That is Yakuza 1. Okay. Because 0 is technically the sixth game to come out. Okay. Uh, we don't talk about that English dub. The only thing that's notable is... The only two things that are notable is that it was really trying hard to be a Grand Theft Auto um, competitor. Is that the one you sent me the video of today? Yeah. Oh, that was rough. Yeah, it sure is. I wish I'd have read your not safe for work warning while I played the video in my office where the walls are <laughs> super thin. Oh, no. I think it was fine. I didn't listen to a lot of it. There's just a lot of cussing, and it's very awkward. Yeah, I say not safe for work because it's a lot of cussing, and it's also a lot of uh, it's a lot of language you would not use nowadays. Yeah. Like, it was never okay, but uh, especially nowadays, like, you use some of those words, and... So it is, it's so jarring to hear, like, the, the R word now. Right? Like, because it's one of those, like, when I was a kid, everybody said it, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. It was just a thing. Oh, my God. And now, like, I, every time I hear, like, the rare occasion I hear it, I'm just like... Whoa! Somebody still the uses The last time I heard it, I was at the local theme park in, like, 2014, and I heard this fifth grade girl talk to her friends. It's like, let's go, you bunch of blanks. <laughs> and I'm just like, we're all just like, whoa, what? Who taught you that word? Because no one uses that anymore. <laughs> right? So yeah, I'm excited because they're having a good English dub with known voice actors, including George Takei is the main villain, I think. That's gonna be a trip. I love him. He's such a good voice actor. But what I'm more curious about is there's a few recurring characters, mm -hmm. and I don't want to say who because some of it is spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, but they have not. Some of them got a voice in the first Yakuza, so I'm curious to see are they gonna somehow get those sometimes bad voice actors back, or are they gonna get a new cast? How jarring is it gonna be for you for your characters to all of a sudden have a different voice? So, Yakuza. It's coming here as Yakuza Like a Dragon instead of Yakuza 7. Uh-huh. Because it focuses on a completely new set of characters. Uh, okay. By the end of Yakuza 6, Kiryu's story is done, and now we follow a new protagonist, Ichiban. So it shouldn't be that big of a deal then. No. Honestly, I'll probably play in English. Um, there'll be a few returning characters that I'm curious to see how they're going to sound in English, but... Uh, I'm, ex I'm excited to play it just because it seems like such a fresh take on the series. From brawler to turn-based RPG. <laughs> I await a bunch of snaps. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. That's all I got. Hey, Alex. Yo. What are we talking about today? And why is it JYP? <laughs> because why not JYP? We gotta finish the big three. We do, and I saved the best for last, I guess? I don't know. Depends on what you take. I, I like all three companies. SM and JYP fans in shambles now because of what you've just said, Alex. You mean YG? Yes. <laughs> it's 
pretty sure you said JYP. I know my acronyms. I know my acronyms. So, I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, my old group is still Big Bang. So, you know, my favorite group's out of YG. Most of the groups I listen to out are, are out of SM. I just really like JYP as a person. So, I don't know. That's where my bias lies. <laughs> so, JYP is, of course, the third... Um, of the big three that we're talking about in no particular order, because I actually don't know what order they are in right now, uh, as far as who's the biggest to the smallest. <laughs> we're doing them in reverse alphabetical order. We did do that. So, you ready to get into it? No. Oh. Let's do it. <laughs> so, JYP Entertainment. He was born at the age of four. So, first to distinguish... When I say JYP, I'm going to be talking about the person and say when I say JYP Entertainment is how we're going to distinguish because I don't want to say JY Park over and over and over again. Okay. Could also just call him the Asian Soul because that's his other name. Um, that feels really weird. <laughs> so he is 48 years old. He was born in 71. He actually debuted as a soloist, as an idol, in 1994. So he will have been how old? 23. Okay. 71 to 94 is... It's 23. So he actually has a, a bachelor's degree in geology. What? <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, because he went basically straight out of college and went into music. So I don't know where the geology comes in. He studied rock. <laughs> oh, no. I hate it. <laughs> I was trying. To, I, I was holding on to that for like a solid 30 seconds, just waiting for any sort of setup. It was the only, like, pun I could come up with. It's awful. <laughs> uh, so he debuted in, in 94. I don't know where he debuted, because it wasn't as part of uh, his own company. Uh, but he, he was pretty successful from the get-go, I would say. So if he debuted with another group... He would debut like, as a soloist. He wasn't in a group. But under a different... um company. Would that be first-gen K-pop? Yeah, 90s is first-gen. Okay. Yeah, like there's there's no information of where he uh, debuted at. It They're just... lost to time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could have dug it up somewhere, but you know, minimal effort. <laughs> Find whichever K-pop idol has an archaeology degree. <laughs> yeah, we've asked them for help before. They haven't come with with answers. Um... Audience, what are you doing? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we love just you. Kidding. We love you. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> Both immediately apologized. Like we both apologized independently of each other. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> when he was in middle school, he actually lived in the states for a few years, so that explains why his English is. Where really do you good. live? What state? New York. Oh, I don't know him. <laughs> you weren't even alive. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, Alex. Guess what? What? No, nope, my sneeze is gone. Oh. What? <laughs> Wait. I had one I had a sneeze coming, but it, it left. That's staying in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yep. So he uh JYP um founded uh Tae Hong Planning Corporation in nineteen ninety seven. Okay. And he changed the name to JYP Entertainment in two thousand one. So that's the birth of JYP. Yes. By a legal name change. How anticlimactic. I mean, it was the same company. He just changed the name, which SM, I think, did the same and maybe YG. 
Um, I don't know YG for sure, but SM did. Because SM was like SM Group or something like that and changed to SM Entertainment. Yeah, but they still had SM. This was the birth of JYP came out of a name change. Okay. <laughs> so, but also in 97. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> also in 97, JY Park was given the task from a company called EBM to prepare uh, a five-member boy group to debut. And so he helped them get ready to debut. And what was that group's name? G-O-D. I was going to say geez, but I feel like it's more appropriate to say Jesus. <laughs> so they debuted in 99, so it took two years for them to debut. Do they go by G-O-D or do they go by um just God? I don't know. I want to say they go by G-O-D. Are they still around? Not as a group, but I I know at least one of the members is still active in the music scene, but like I know his Twitter handle is like G-O-D and then his name. Mm-hmm. And I see him, he constantly like comments on other idol stuff, and I'm pretty sure he's active like as a musician too, but the group disbanded um, a while ago. How do you do, fellow kids? It's kind of what it feels like because he's kind of old, <laughs> <laughs> at least in the music scene. Since you he know, can't help it. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Everybody likes him, from what I can tell. So, but GOD was actually one of the most popular and like best-selling like groups from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So they were pretty good. Yeah, honestly, like as as far as JYP groups go, I can't really think of any off the top of my head. I talk about Day Six a lot. Maybe not on the podcast, Are they but in general. Yeah, they're JYP. Um, our our favorite girls of twice are uh, JYP with their fandom once. Once. <laughs> so they're uh, JYP. So, but in 2004, uh, Park, JY Park, went into the, he actually got into the American music industry as the first Asian producer to work in the U.S. Huh. He actually produced for Will Smith. And look where Will Smith's rap career is today. <laughs> Will Smith did that to himself. Yeah, so honestly, I don't know anything about Will Smith's music. He hasn't done anything in a really long time. Um, I think he's strictly just movies now, as far as I know. Yeah, he did the YouTube Rewind that one time and everyone hated it. Yeah, it didn't make any sense because he's not part of YouTube. No one was. That's fair. So he did that. And um, so a little bit more about JYP the person. Uh, He was the first Korean songwriter, along with another songwriter, Rainstone, they worked together. To actually make it onto the Billboard Hot 100 chart. I thought you were just going to say he was the first Korean songwriter. Yeah, in 2009. No, no, to make <laughs> it on the chart. It was really historic. <laughs> and uh, But he, they made it onto the Hot 100 chart um, with the song they wrote for the Wonder Girls, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. He's also uh, done a little bit of acting. Um, in 2011, he was in the K-drama Dream High. Which... Is that the one that you were watching where you first saw him? Yes, that is the one I watched. I okay. sent you probably a hundred snaps about because it's the one. It's like the the idol school, so it's like where all the like idol wannabe or the trainees they go for like actual school and, and like learning how to dance. And he's like one of the. Like... I vaguely remember this. I remember that one show where it was about like these video game esports groups or something. I don't remember. It was with Yang Yang. Um... Ah, uh, yes. Him. No, so he... Or her, I don't know. It's a guy. <laughs> he, like, the two shows I've watched him in have all been video game based. Because one was the esports mm-hmm. one. Um, the King's Avatar. That's what it was called. And the other one is called Love O2O. 
which is a game that gives me kind of um, World of Warcraft vibes a little bit. The show's sort of about him. It's more about the female lead, but he's the male lead in that one. And he's like mm-hmm. some amazing player in that one. So, But no, Dream High was much earlier than that because I watched Dream High pretty early on in, in my K-pop adventure. <laughs> that was kind of my introduction to JYP was watching that being like very confused. He plays a good guy in that. Uh, he actually got nominated for New Actor of the Year with that. And he was apparently in the sequel to Dream High, which I have not watched. Why? Well, I'm shocked you haven't seen it. So the original Dream High had like actors in it I cared about, and the second one doesn't. Damn. <laughs> it's just I'm slowly working my way through all of the actors, and I just haven't gotten to any of the ones that are in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. So to actually talk about JYP, the, the company now, so JYP Entertainment, in 1997, they signed their first soloist. Was it JYP? No, it was, um, her name was Pearl, <laughs> and I don't know anything about her, so I, I've, nev- okay. I've never heard of her, so I, she hasn't been popular in a long time, I guess, I don't know how well she did. In 2000, JYP Entertainment signs Rain as a trainee, and Rain is a legend. Rain, Rain is incredible, I love Rain. If Rain is such a legend, why do all the children's songs tell him to go away? to come back some other day because he's their mentor and they make and they make him sad and they feel bad about it (laughs) (laughs) okay uh context (laughs) context for that um there's a current survival show right now an idol survival show and there's um 23 kids on the show competing for um 12 spots to to go on to the next phase of the show and um from those 12 spots uh, fans will eventually vote to pick which ones get to debut. I don't know how many of those 12 will actually debut. And he's currently one of the mentors for the show. Okay. Yeah, and he's he's nice, but he's brutal on it. Like, like he's he's honest, but he's not a jerk about it, you know? Um, <laughs> he's just... He's, so, um, I would say Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay's kind of a jerk. Gordon Ramsay around food. kids. <laughs> no, Gordon Ramsay's too nice for kids. Um... As I say, I thought Gordon Ramsay's good with kids. Yeah. These idols are kids, too. Uh, the youngest is, like, 15. Oh, God, that is a child. Yeah, so the the youngest is maybe 14. I know 15 for sure. And the oldest is, like, early 20s. So, I mean, they're a little older. But for the most part, they're all, like, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. So they're kids. And, I mean, the, the, the show itself is really challenging for them because they're, like, having to, to do everything on their own, like... They're given a song and, and, like, a video of some choreography, and they have to teach themselves the choreography from the video and the songs and, like, give parts. Yes, good luck. Yeah, basically. And so uh, Rain and Zico are the two mentors on the show right now, and they come in, like, in the middle of the week because they have, like, a week to learn everything to go perform it, and, uh, and then mm-hmm. they get graded on a scale of, like, 0 to 100. Rain and Zico, they, um, they go once a week in and go give them some advice, and that's where it's just, like... Oh my god, guys, what are you doing? You have a lot of work. <laughs> but anyway, Rain joins JYP as a trainee in 2000, and he debuts in 2002. And he was the first Korean uh, solo artist to expand outside of South Korea and be successful globally. He was in um, Speed Racer, I think? I didn't actually watch the live action. I heard it wasn't bad. I liked it. I heard it was kind of like... It was good fun. So Rain was in Speed Racer. He was also the star in Ninja Assassin. 
which I also didn't see. I have not heard of that. I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it. It came out in 2009. You know what I haven't watched recently? What? Ninja Warrior. Oh, Ninja Warrior was great. <laughs> yeah, I always get a kick watching Ninja Warrior. He was also in a movie called The Prince, which I haven't heard of, but it has Bruce Willis and John Cusack in it. Mm, I haven't. I know of Bruce Willis. I feel like I should know the other guy too, but not off memory. John Cusack? He was in the movie 2012. <laughs> he was in Say Anything. Oh, God. Was he the main guy in 2012? Probably. Let me look. I hate that movie so much. Yeah, he was the main guy. <laughs> oh. Actually, you know what? I don't think I hated 2012 that much, but I do hate the main guy in it. <laughs> well, that was John Cusack. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. 2012 stupid, but it's stupid fun. <laughs> stupid fun to make fun of, too, so mm -hmm. take that how you will. Yeah. So, Rain debuts, and he's great. I love him. <laughs> Put it at that. He's kind of, he was quiet for Rain a while. Rain debuts for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh my gosh. As written in the book. So, he was kind of quiet there for a while, Rain. Um, and it's only been in the last few months that I've kind of heard about him again, where he's come up. He's He's been on TikTok, and of course he's on Island as a mentor now. And he actually debuted again uh, on Saturday. So, funny enough. So does that count as a first gen artist or a third slash fourth gen artist? So it's first and fourth now since he debuted again. That's well, weird. Yeah, because that's the same like Taman from um, Shiny. He is Shiny second gen. He's debuted as a soloist during third gen. And then he debuted with a Super M as fourth gen. So he's second, third, and fourth. It's fourth gen officially like started or I, I I think we've all solidly agree fourth gen started. Um I would say the line of fourth gen started somewhere around when Big Hits younger group TXT debuted last year. Mm -hmm. I, that's kind of the rough gauge of where you can see a shift in 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 what's expected of like rookie groups and and kind of where the music's gone and it seems like a good line is somewhere around that time frame. So I think that was early last year that they debuted. So yeah, I don't I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention to Rain or if he's actually just become more active again, but... I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really funny that he debuted again in this group because it's a really random group. Like, it's kind of a joke group, I would say. One of the guys from Running Man is also in the group. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then it's a, a female idol that's a little older too, and it's the three of them. And their, like, stage names for it is, like, U-Dragon and, like, D-Dragon or something like that. I don't remember F-Dragon something. So it's clearly making fun of, like, G-Dragon in it. Their song got a perfect all-kill, which is kind of amazing. Clearly they're going to be the weird owl of K-pop. So it's definitely, like, a we're going to do, like, maybe one album and then not do anything again type of a thing. It's definitely what's going mm -hmm. on. But I'm here for it. I haven't actually listened to the song yet. I keep forgetting to. But I've heard clips of it on, on TikTok. So, yeah, so to get off the, the rain topic for the moment. Um, 2002, JYP Entertainment debuts their first boy group. Their name was Noel. Okay. And they failed. Oh, rip. Yeah. JYP never got heard from again. Well, Noel never got heard from again. I've never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in 2004, G.O.D.'s contract ended with their company EBM, and they signed with JYP. Okay. So they did that. And then in 2006, Wonder Girls formed. So that's JYP's... Wonder Girl, isn't that 
the Superman like character. You mean Wonder Woman? No, Wonder Woman is her own thing. I thought oh, I'm thinking of Supergirl. I'm stupid. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> it's like I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> it's just me being stupid. That's what. Wonder Girls is my first K-pop group. It was my first K-pop song where I knew, like, I know we've talked about, like, with anime, I've probably heard, like, K-pop groups before because I watched anime before this. But as far as being told, this what? is a K-pop song. Uh, you watched anime before. Before. Why didn't you tell me? I mean, before I listened to K-pop. <laughs> what, my One of my friends in high school, after our freshman year, he moved to Hong Kong, actually. And one of the first things he does is send me um, the song Tell Me by Wonder Girls. Which I still have on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little bitter that he didn't send me a boy group because that would have sparked my love of K-pop in 2007, um, <laughs> 2008, sometime around then. But you know, it is what it is. Because uh, I like the song, but I never looked into K-pop beyond that. So there's that. Um, they were the first. So Wonder Girls was the first Korean group to enter the Billboard. The beginning of the end. Yeah, it just took a long time to get there. <laughs> But Wonder Girls was the first Korean group to enter the Billboard Hot 100, and they did that in 2009. Okay. And their success from doing that actually got them a management deal with a company called the Jonas Group, which is now called Nine West Holdings. And it got them to be able to open up for the Jonas Brothers World Tour. I was going to ask, does the Jonas Group have to do anything with the Jonas Brothers? But that's actually kind of incredible. Um, I don't think it does. I know the name. What? Right? I, I looked into it and I looked into the Jonas And then they and then they Yes. Did stuff with the Jonas Brothers. I just sort of safely assumed. So unless it's like the Jonas Brothers like parents that run the Jonas group, I just couldn't find any association between the Jonas Brothers and the Jonas group. What do you even call yourself if you're the Jonas Brothers parents? <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something witty and it's just not happening. Cause they're the younger brother was the bonus Jonas. Because there's a fourth Jonas brother. Mm-hmm. And he was bonus Jonas, but nothing, nothing parental rhymes with Jonas. I got nothing. Nope, it's unfortunate. <laughs> so, all that happens, and then in two thousand seven, Rain leaves JYP Entertainment. So long. Come back another day. He starts his own company called J Tune Entertainment. Okay, that sounds oddly similar. Yeah, and then in two thousand and eight, JYP creates a a survival show called Hot Blood Men. what a name all right yeah and so what it is it's two teams of uh male trainees are uh competing against each other to debut yes and the team that won was called one day and it was split into two boy groups called 2 p.m and 2 a.m yeah you get i guess that does make up a day I, i guess and so both groups debuted in the same year 2 p.m's kind of more of the traditional k-pop group than what you would expect you know, similar, super junior, shiny, whatever. And 2AM was more of a ballad group. So that was kind of their focus, was more just singing ballads. 2AM's contract with JYP was actually a joint contract between JYP and Big Hit, so they were managed by both companies. So also in 2008, JYP Entertainment opens up uh, their Chinese branch, which was called JYP Beijing Center. Shocking. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of that again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> My favorite, the creative names. Yep. Uh, and then in 2009, JYP Entertainment and Key, Key East Entertainment established a company called Holium? Holium? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's H-O-L-Y-I-M. How you been? <laughs> <laughs> Struggling. 
<laughs> but H-O-L-Y-I-M. I feel like there's a Korean way to pronounce that that I'm just not doing. Mm-hmm. Holim. Yeah, it doesn't sound like... Yeah, I don't think it's Holly It's an unusual spelling. Yeah, I wish I had seen the, the Korean spelling for it. One thing that I have learned since taking Korean classes is that reading it in Hangul is so much easier than reading the, like, romanized version of it. It makes more sense. Like, I can't read it with, like, the English alphabet anymore. Like, I... I'll take your word for it. Yeah, when, when, once you learn how to read the, the Hangul, it just makes more sense. So, but this company they established was a TV drama production company. And that was JYP Entertainment's attempt to get involved in dramas the same way that SM created SMCNC, which was their, like, content and... Or creativity and content. Creation something, something. Yeah, something like that. And it was also, um... When CJEMN uh, created Studio Dragon. And Studio Dragon has done a ton of shows that I watch. They do a lot of K dramas, um, a lot of big names. Like the show that I was recently watching, The King Eternal Monarch, which was written by the same person that did Goblin that we watched that first episode of that I wish you would watch more mm-hmm. of. Oh. <laughs> it's so long. It is, but it's so good. I'm sorry, I know you're watching Avatar. It's fine. I'm just the better friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh... <laughs> That's I just I just wasn't feeling goblin. No, it's it's fine. So once you get past like that first episode that's just like a lot of background, it's it's just so good. But it is what it is. So but JYP Entertainment is trying to get into the drama industry. That was, you know, that was done in 2009 and 2010 is when they produced Dream High, starring JYP Entertainment. Or, excuse me, JYP, Incredible. you know. <laughs> starring the whole <laughs> entertainment group. Yeah, I want to say some of the actors were also JYP idols, but I don't remember for sure. But I want to say it would make sense. And then in 2011, the acting division of JYP Entertainment was uh, created. Okay. Want to guess its name? JYP Acting. JYP actors. Close enough. Yep. <laughs> and then they also created uh, another TV drama and production division of the company. JYP TV. No. JYP Pictures. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and then later in the year, the US-based subsidiary uh, for JYP Entertainment was created. JYP USA. No. JYP US. No. It's... JYP America. No. All right, what? JYP Creative. I quit. (laughs) So what was really unfortunate about this is JYP, the person, invested 1.2 million U.S. dollars into the company. And then the company lost about 1.5 million dollars by the end of 2012. Uh, So he's down in the hole. Yeah, so he lost a lot of money in a year. So they actually uh, liquidated that whole branch, the whole U.S. branch, and closed all of their U.S. operations from that. (laughs) That's tragic. And then in 2012, we get the duo 15 and. 15 and who? That's their name, just 15 and. And it's it's the, like, the, what is it, ampersand? I'm about to scream. Why? Why? Why do you think? You're telling me these two people are named 15 and and. No, that's the name of their duo together. 15 and what? No, it's just 15 and and. Like, like f- 15. I know exactly how, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> but do you understand what you're saying yourself? 
Yes. But they debuted, and that was Jamie Park, who actually won K-pop competition called K-pop Star, and Beck Yurin. So that was who debuted out of that duo. They're both active, but not as a duo anymore. Jamie actually left JYP Entertainment early this year, I want to say. It was either late last year or early this so year. So then the group just became 15. But so Jamie left and she, I don't know that she's with a label right now. I think she's just kind of self-producing everything. Um, she's actually uh, American. Where is she from? She was born in Korea, but I know she grew up in America. Hold on. Yeah, because she was born in Korea. She lived in Thailand for eight years. Is she not? Was she not in? I Okay, so I was wrong. I thought she lived in America. Oh, then I definitely don't know her. No. She's also... Just like I didn't know JYP. Yeah. I mean, you probably had well, more of a chance... in the States. Probably had more of a chance of knowing her. Cause she's at least, you know, 23. <laughs> I was at least alive. Yeah. She was born in 97. I really thought that she lived in the U.S. for a while. Oh. The Hulk's world is shaken. I'm a little confused. Uh, because because she hangs out <laughs> with all the uh, all the English-speaking idols, and her English is excellent. Huh. Would you look at that? Anyway, now that I uh, don't know anything <laughs> about Jamie. Um, <laughs> but Jamie's cool. She, uh, she definitely does her own thing. And she uh, speaks her mind. She uh, had a podcast on Dive Studios. That's one that Eric and his brothers run. And it was like life advice. Like people would come in with the questions. Like her, her podcast was What Would Jamie Do? Mm-hmm. And uh, she would tell it like it is. It was kind of cool. It was fun. <laughs> I don't know anything about Beck. Back in 2010, to backtrack a little bit, JYP Entertainment acquires JTune Entertainment. That was, oh, okay. That was Rain's company. The other, the Rain, yeah. So with that, Rain actually only stayed with the company for another year, so until 2011, and then he went and did his military service um, mm-hmm. for two years, and when he came back, he left and went to Cube Entertainment, so he didn't stay with uh, JYP after that. Okay, so he just, he just peaced. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you can have my company, I guess. See you later. Bye. He now has his own company again. I think it's called Rain. <laughs> Also in 2010, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail again again because it was from SM episode already, but KMP Holdings, that was the... That's the Ulta, ultimate groups that came with everyone, right? The Avengers of entertainment groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was when that was established. And then JYP Entertainment also um, created another subsidiary called AQ Entertainment. Um And with that, they created the Chinese-Korean group called Miss A, and they debuted all in 2010. Okay. So that was in 2010, and then Jamie and and Beck Yaren debuted as 15 and in 2012, so we get back on our timeline. And then in 2012, AQ Entertainment went defunct. defunct. Rip. Yeah. So Miss A moved to the main label, moved to JYP Entertainment. So that was a short-lived company. And then 2013, that Holyum, whatever uh, company. <laughs> you tried? Yeah, I. Is it not just Holyum? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I literally would have to see it in Korean to understand how I'm actually supposed to pronounce it. But that company was killed. It was terminated. So. It was killed, brought to the backyard with a shotgun. Yeah. JYP Entertainment went, nah, maybe we shouldn't be making TV shows. Bye. <laughs> You know what the Y stands for in JYP? 
Old Yeller. Old Yeller. (laughs) (laughs) I know your humor too well now. (laughs) What have I done? I've become predictable. This is a problem. Uh, Yeah, you figured that out. Um, Also in 2013, JYP Entertainment partnered with a company called Smilegate to promote a game called Crossfire. So that was the thing that happened. Okay. And then in December of 2013, so the same year, uh, JTUN Entertainment completely merged with JYP Entertainment. And J2 okay. Entertainment was the one that Rain started and then left. So it was a subsidiary, but it completely just merged in. So it kind of just doesn't exist now. And so I guess all of their artists merged into just JYP Entertainment. They used the JYP to destroy the JYP. <laughs> Something like that. Someone Photoshop, um, someone Photoshop a Thanos... But put JYP's face on him. By someone you and mean you. And don't just like cut it. Huh? <laughs> I said by someone you mean you. <laughs> no, that's too much work. Because I was going to say, and don't just cut out the face. Like, change the tone and everything to match Thanos's. Oh yeah, that's a lot of work. That's so much work. I do not have the uh, Photoshop skills for that. I don't either. My my Photoshop skills are on paint.net. Because... Disgusting. Right. Actually, I'm pretty sure Paint.net's fine. It's just I don't like it. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's it, I don't find it to be super user-friendly, but once you figure it out, it's not too bad. So, anyway. I know, like, five important things on GIMP, and that somehow lasted me a lifetime of using it. <laughs> nice. I just don't edit photos. The closest I do to editing photos is um the stuff we upload on Instagram, and that's usually just me putting a watermark on it at most or sizing it right for Instagram photos. <laughs> Other than that, it's, it is what it is. Um, so January, 2014, GOT7 debuted. It's the first boy group since 2am and 2pm in 2008. So it took another six years for them to debut another boy group. Um, GOT7 is still active now. Uh, they're great. I like them. They're fun. I was literally about to ask, are they good? Yeah, I like them. Um, I'm not like like a huge, huge fan. Um, just because at some point, I think my brain is oversaturated with following too many groups already. Mm-hmm. So, but I like them. Their music's good. The The guys are fun. Um, one of the guys uh, just started like his own clothing line that just launched like a week ago or so. Um, but they're, they're good. And April of 2000. clothing, is his clothing line good? I don't know. It was, it was, <laughs> it was too expensive for me. Cause I was like, oh, I'll go look into it. And, uh, like a hoodie was like $180 or something like that. What the hell? It's high fashion, you know? Um, <laughs> cause I won't say anything. Cause, uh, like G Dragon's clothing line, piece minus one. I, uh. I looked into getting something from that, too. And, like, a hat was, like, $150. So I was like, mm. <laughs> no. I don't think my entire work wardrobe surpasses $150. And that's, like, multiple shirts, multiple jeans. So, in April, 
2AM's joint contract with uh, JYP Entertainment and Big Hit ended. And okay. um, three of the members went and signed a contract with JYP Entertainment again, and one stayed as a soloist at Big Hit. And he was also part of a duo called Home? Home? I don't know. H O M M E? Uh, My homie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. And uh, if I could do a Marge Simpson impression, I would say my homie. I can't do impressions, so I'm not going to say anything. Oh, hello, my homie. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, Marge Simpson has such a weird voice. I honestly can't get over, like, how distinct it is. I don't know. I hate The Simpsons, so. My God. I know. How are we friends? <laughs> so in August of 2014, JYP Pictures and Dongyang World Culture Communication produced a drama called Dream Night, which apparently starred the members of GOT7. Night is in like... K-N-I-G-H-T. outside? Oh, God. <laughs> which I'm assuming is a pun. Um, yeah, that's... That was honestly what I thought it would be, but I just want confirmation that it might not uh, be a pun. Because it could just be about a night dreamy boys. Yeah, because actually, I bet it's not a pun because that would have been written in Korean. And what are the chances that night is a is spelled the same in Korean for like the night and a and like a night? You know. I don't know, you're the one taking Korean. I am, but we haven't learned either versions of night, so... <laughs> but I'm gonna assume they're not spelled the same, and so the pun would be gone. And then, in 2015, JYP Entertainment formed another subsidiary. JYP3. No, Studio J. Uh... <sighs> <laughs> And uh, G Soul was the first artist to debut out of Studio J. That's such a cool name. G Soul or Studio J? Yeah. <laughs> no, G Soul. Obviously, G Soul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, also in 2015, um, Twice and Day Six were both formed, um, and. Uh, the way JYP Entertainment is set up with uh, their artists is um, they have like four different, they're not subsidiary, well I guess they are technically subsidiaries, but it's basically their idol groups are broken up into like four different categories and that's kind of the, the managing team for them. So like Day 6 is also under Studio J. And, okay. and then it's, I forget the names of the other ones, but it's um but it's like 1, 2, and 3 and then Studio J are the separate ones. And so... Um, like, GOT7 is in the third one, and I don't know where Twice is at. Um, oh, and so, so there's actually JYP's 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, but that's not what they're called. I don't remember what they're called off the top of my head. And um, with that, and so that's a, a lot of times you, you can tell the different managing styles from the different subsidiaries on that because some groups do end up getting promoted more than others, and it, it usually comes down to whichever managing team they're under. Mm-hmm. And then, also in 2015, we had two more members of 2AM leave the company when their contracts expired. So now we're down to just one member of uh, 2AM left with uh, 
JYP. It's not even a group. No, he's a soloist now. Like, he's Just still active. Man. Yeah. What is a man? A miserable pile of K-pop. Quote Shakespeare. Are you okay? Right, so you froze and it's the funniest thing in the world. Are you sure I froze? Because I just stopped moving. No, you definitely froze because the background stuff uh, also froze with you. What's moving in my background? It's just the refresh on like the oh. lighting. Oh, I was like, something's moving in my background? Are you kidding me? Oh, come on. I was actually proud of my comment. <laughs> no. I don't even know if that's a Shakespeare quote. I only know it from Castlevania. <laughs> This whole recording's a mess. Oh. <laughs> I've been busy today. I'm a little tired. I've only been awake for five hours, so... I've been awake Six hours. for... Oh, 16 hours. <laughs> How early did you get up? <laughs> I accidentally woke up at five and I could not go back to sleep. Oh my god. It's Saturday. That's the worst. What's that, um... It's that Rugrats clip where the father, Stu, talks about why he's up at like 4am making pudding. It's like I was off, I've lost control of my life. I love the pudding episode. <laughs> that sums up adulthood. <laughs> that isolated clip is just so perfect. So anyway, uh, JYP Entertainment in 2015 also signed a contract with Jax Coco. Jax Coco. Yeah, J A X C O C O. Two words. Jax Coco. Are they cuckoo for cocoa puffs? Different type of cocoa. Tragic. This is a Hong Kong based coconut product company. That is so much worse. Coconut is the worst flavoring in the world. I love coconut. <sighs> but. For some reason, JYP launched coconut oil, coconut flakes, and other products uh, related to coconut in department and supermarkets, or department stores and supermarkets in South Korea. Why? I don't know. What's wrong with him? <laughs> it just seems really <laughs> random. Th- it seems like he. It seems like this dude just does whatever he wa- whatever like spirit came into his dreams that night i was like oh you should invest in coconuts and he was like yeah sure i'm gonna dedicate my i'm gonna dedicate my whole year to this <laughs> yeah like, if i dedicated if i dedicated each year to like whatever dream i have first thing i don't want to imagine where i'd be in life i would i feel like my life would be a lot more interesting than it is i feel like i'd just be going back to school because i have so many like School nightmares. I don't. I got rid of all of this, finally. I still have stress of, like, I'm sleeping, and I'm in a dream where I'm back in, like, high school or college, and there, for some reason, there's just this class or classes that I had no idea about that I've just missed. So I've missed, like, half a semester, <laughs> and I'm just like, one, in high school, how would, how would that even happen? Like, college, I could see that happening. Yeah. And two, I haven't been school for four years. <laughs> yeah, I I never had dreams like that. <laughs> Maybe I just need therapy. Probably. Some, some <laughs> college PTSD therapy. 
My my nightmares about school were always about me just failing tests that I took, which I think is why I don't have them anymore because it was always like right after I took the test. Mm-hmm. So. But say I always think about like finals that I thought I missed too, because I remember I had one where I. I dreamt I skipped a Calc 2 final, like, at least a semester after I finished Calc 2, and I was like... <laughs> First off, yeah, I straight up don't remember the Calc 2 final, but also I clearly passed because I'm in Calc 3 right now. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> Our brains are weird. My brain is wired to stress about school. And I hate it. I don't know. I, ne- I never really had a lot of school dreams. Mine were always about death. Ugh, I hate school dreams so much. I have some death dreams too, but those, uh, I figure those are just kind of normal for everyone. They get creative. So JYP. <laughs> Opened up a park. Yeah, no. They sold a lot of coconut for some name. reason. It's in his name. He should have opened up an amusement yeah. park. No, that was, we didn't talk about it because I forgot, but SM actually has their <laughs> own uh, amusement park. The man with without park and one of the initials open up a park yeah but it's a a vr oh that's less cool probably but it's but it's like you vr i i guess it's like a bunch of motion simulators and stuff too because i know one of the things is um vr uh roller coaster but you're riding it with idols that sounds (laughs) it sounds really cringe but i want to do it (laughs) yeah i'll say that sounds borderline like obsessive i'd still do it just just to experience it to figure out what it is as someone who loves the idea of vr like there's so much playstation garbage vr i don't like vr but that's because it's garbage for people with glasses have you tried um contacts yes or removing no just not seeing removing sight well, then what's the point of VR? <laughs> Everything's VR if you can't see. <laughs> Big brain solutions. It's awful. <laughs> so in 2016, JYP uh, Entertainment established a music distribution partnership with Chinese Music Corporation so they could expand into the Chinese market. Okay. Yep. And then they also joined together with Tencent Music Entertainment. Tencent. Yeah, I know. Uh, My favorite. No, I I was looking up earlier about that video game, and apparently they published it in China. Oh, yeah? The JYP game or whatever. Was that JYP? Crossfire. Oh. Was that a Tencent game? No. It wasn't developed by them, but it was published by them. Uh, okay. Honestly, I can't even be surprised. It sounds like Tencent just exists everywhere in China. Makes sense. Still won't forgive them for Pokemon, though. <laughs> they re-uploaded the trailers, I guess, to like re- to reset the likes and dislikes ratio, and it's still bad. That's really funny. <laughs> it gives me life. So, Tencent and JYP Entertainment, they established Beijing, Xinjiang entertainment company and they debuted a a boy group called boy story boy story yes that sounds like a toy story parody (laughs) it's not it is a chinese pop group that's very disappointing yep and then also 
that is where Jackson Wang of GOT7 started his solo work under this company. Because okay. he is from Hong Kong. Also in 2016, JYP Entertainment and Daily Motion uh, partnered together so that JYP Entertainment can promote globally. Um, so then in 2018, JYP Entertainment actually became the second largest entertainment company in South Korea uh, when they surpassed YG in, in uh, total market capitalization. Who's number one? Is it SM? Yes. Okay. Or it was, because in the second half of uh, 2018, JYP surpassed SM. Oh, JYP's king. So I don't know if that still stands now, where how all that works out, because I always thought SM was the bigger one. Um, so I don't know if that's still the same statistic. I would say JYP is still bigger than YG at the moment, just because of everything that happened with YG last year. That's it. Yeah, I say, it sounds like YG just took a huge tank. They did, but if you look... And then they recovered. Yeah, I mean, the amount of money they've been spending lately, they've got money somewhere. Mm. Because, like, Treasure's still about to debut, and they've sunk so much money into that debut, like, it's expensive. So 2018, JYP took over South Korea, and then in 2021, JYP took over North Korea, and then in 2025, JYP just rules the world. I'm here for it. You heard it here first. I'm a time traveler, as evidenced by, um, I predicted the wrong group that would break their legs, but... Who broke their leg? I don't know. You were telling me someone broke their leg, and then I felt kind of bad. Oh, oh, it was, um, 17, one of their members, I forgot what, he didn't break a leg, but he, uh, he did, like, a tendon. That's what it was, I think he ruptured a tendon. Um, that's close enough, I still felt yeah. bad, because it was, like, it was within the week where I said Monster X are gonna break their legs. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what, with my prediction, uh, rate, JYP will at least president of south korea if not the world i'm okay with that i like jyp <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a little cringe but i don't know uh yeah i mean based on this episode there are straight up no real jyp scandals right none that i'm aware of there's one towards the end that's um there's a little bit of one but it's not actually Uh-oh. jyp the person it was um it was a studio j issue Okay. Yeah, so we'll get there in a minute. We're almost there. Uh, but that's it. I figured it's like till the end. What? We're already in 2018. Yeah, that's we're we're almost there. In 2018, Stray Kids debuted from a reality show. So they're um another boy group out of JYP. They are of yeah. They did the um Tower of God. They did opening and ending. Yeah, they did. I did not give that show another chance <laughs> since. I mentioned, I think, watching, like, two episodes. I still haven't bothered to watch the first episode. But Stray Kids, they're good. Their uh, fandom name is Stay. Is what? Stay. S-T-A-Y. Stay. Yeah. Is it just because it's spelled similarly to Stray, or what? No, it's Stray Kids Stay. Is is kind of like the motto behind that? I think I don't know the full details uh, of it. I don't understand it. So it's it's like stray kids and and the fandom will always be there together for each other. Um, 
type of a deal. That's the corniest stuff I've ever heard. So in January of 2019, uh, JYP Entertainment collaborated with Japanese Sony Music to create a Japanese girl group. And uh, the project was called Nizi Group or Nizi Project. And Nizi is, okay. uh, I don't know if I assume it's Japanese, um, for Rainbow. So I guess. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. And uh, it was going to be um, created out of a survival show again. And it was going to be 20 Japanese-speaking girls competing for nine spots. And they're actually debuting in November of this year. Oh, it's so far away. Are they still debuting? Yeah, they're still debuting. It's not that far away. August, September, October. It's only four months away. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's only four months away. (laughs) Yeah. So the group is called Neezy U. Neezy U? Yeah. It was actually only recently announced, like in the last couple of weeks, that they were finally debuting. And uh, also in January of last year, JYP Entertainment announced a new girl group called Itsy. Itsy Bitsy Swider. <laughs> um, they're really popular too. I hear about them a lot. But... Are, they, um, are they friends with a teeny tiny? <laughs> ATs? I yes. have no idea. Uh, in July of last year, JYP Entertainment closed their acting division, and so all the actors had to um, find new labels, and some of them actually moved to a new startup that was created by the vice president of JYP Entertainment. So basically, they just formed their own thing after being cut off from the JYP name? It was Yeah, it was probably already planned that um, they were going to close it and that the VP was going to create his own um, acting label. And so that was, mm-hmm. they were probably given the option to go to that new label or not. Yeah, makes sense. In February of this year, JYP Entertainment created a partnership with Republic Records, which is a U.S. label, to promote Twice. Which is, I bet they were going to do a U.S. tour this year if it wasn't for uh, the pandemic. I was say, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I haven't heard anyone talk about Twice, so. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure the other people I hang out with who are not K-pop fans aren't twice as target demographic. No. I'm not their target demographic either because I don't listen to girl groups. Uh, And that's kind of it for the history of JYP. But I'd say the one kind of scandal thing that I've been aware of in the recent, like, last last year or two um, actually goes back to Day6 and Jay, who is... That's about the clear pants, isn't it? No, and it's not... And I'm not talking about Jake. Tragic. So this is where things get really confusing because so Day Six has a member of their group whose name is Jay Park. That is illegal. So also the former leader <laughs> of Two PM was also Jay Park. That's also illegal. You know that I can't believe they got hired based on their names. Right. Uh but JYP, his name's actually Jin Young. So it's not Jay. It's just Jin Young. Uh. So, but it's JYP, you know, so, or JY Park. He, he goes by so many different names. But, uh, so back in May, J- uh, Day6 dropped their latest album, but they actually didn't promote because, and they announced like a couple days before the album came out that they weren't going to promote because two of the members were sitting out for mental health, for anxiety and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they didn't name who it was or anything. Um, it kind of came out in the end that it was the leader and it was, um, also Jay. 
because Jay came a few days after promo or after the album came out, and he actually has put up screenshots on like Twitter, thanking JY Park for being so awesome about everything and like how thankful he was that he had such a good like like mentor backing him up and letting him you know take a break when he needed to and that you know and you know thanks to the fans for understanding. Um, and, that's and, not a scandal. No, 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 no. But that's that's where this leads <laughs> up to. So in the meantime. Okay. I was like, wait, that's way more wholesome than I was expecting. No, so that was really wholesome, and that's why it's it's not a, a, a JYP the person issue. Is this kind of where I'm? I wanted to lead in with that because JYP he does have a lot of issues. He's um he's kind of he's he's been really mean to the girls before. Like he holds them to like this dieting standard and stuff that's really rough and not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's been times where the girls will just starve themselves trying to get down to the weight he expects of them. Jeez, yeah, that's yeah, not okay. like like that's not okay. Um, and that's why I'm like I know he's not perfect and I know he's got a lot of issues. But I would say of if I if I were talented in Korean and I wanted to go into the label, I would I would fight to get into JYP. Just because mm-hmm. even with that, I feel like they still care the most about their idols. You know, they still they watch out for mental health and stuff a lot more than the other two from the big three. Um, as far as we've been able to see, you know, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But it was either in June or early this month. I don't remember exactly when. But Jay went on a huge rant on Twitter on how unfair promotions have been and how uh, JYP, the company, JYP Entertainment, has held him back from being able to do what he wanted to do. Uh, Like, Jay used to vlog, like, do daily vlogs or whatever. Maybe not daily, but whatever, vlog all the time. And he would put up covers and do whatever. And uh, they made him stop doing, like, covers and stuff like that because they were saying things that, like, he was going to ruin, like, the reputation of the company because it wasn't the quality they wanted or something like that. Okay. Yeah, and it was garbage like that. And then Jay also has his own podcast called How Did I Get Here from Dive Studios. And That's right, and I got, like, canceled or something. Right? No, it's not canceled. He's he's not hosting it right now because he's still technically on his mental health leave. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of his friends has been hosting the episodes lately, but it is still his episode. Or his show. But the problem is, there's another member of Day6. His name's Young K. He's been doing a ton of promotions lately. Like, he's been all over the place. Like, I guess he's made up for the fact that Day6 isn't doing anything. He's constantly releasing, like, covers that he's gone, like, to different locations. Like, like, this is all, I think, recorded pre-pandemic. But because it's, like, he, like, one was in Berlin. One, I think, was in, like, Switzerland. Like, one's in Korea. Like, like, globally, he's gone everywhere to record these. Um, And it's all been covers. And... For some reason, JYP promotes that stuff. So if you go on like the day six, so they're promoting this one dude, but not the other. Yeah, and it's one of those, and it's and Jay straight up said he's like, I don't have a problem with my members. That is, that's not it at all. But mm-hmm. it's when like the official day six Twitter account is like pushing everything that Young K does, but nothing that Jay does. You know, it yeah, looks it's just favoritism. It is, and I think the final straw was. Young K went on Eric's podcast. Oh, which is also from Dive Studios. Also from Dive Studios. And they promoted that to no end. And Jay was like, you guys have literally never promoted once that I have my own podcast from the same studio. Incredible. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty telling. Yeah. And so within hours of that happening... Jay had like an apology up and that's where he's like, look, it's not with my members. Um, 
you know, there's a misunderstanding between me and JYP Entertainment. Um, and JYP Entertainment basically came out with the same of there is a misunderstanding, we've communicated, and everything's brushed over. Which sounded fake and nobody bought into it. The whole fan base was like, no. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's such a riot that JYP Entertainment had to come out with a second statement. And they were like, it was basically, okay, fine. We made him say that first statement. We're talking to him and we're working it out, basically. You know? Oh my god. And the second statement, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but it was definitely a lot better and it was a lot more of, we screwed up, we get it. Mm-hmm. And so, I, honestly, that's the worst thing I've heard in a while. Um, and I will say, since then, they, um, I don't think they've promoted Jay's solo work, but he straight up said he asked them not to do that because Jay's been doing like solo songs here too that have come out recently. Um, and he said he didn't want that. He did want that separate, but it was all the other stuff that he's done. And there were some other members that have been doing stuff too that hasn't been promoted by it. It's literally just been Young K for some reason. And I don't know why. It's not that hard. Like all Basically, all he was asking was, please tweet this out. <laughs> yeah. Pretend like you please care. Please promote me the same you promote this other dude. And they're just like be gone right and uh and that's why this was definitely uh like a lot came out because it was really weird because um so uh got seven also doesn't get promoted like they should so day six and got seven are probably the two least promoted groups out of jyp or jyp Mm -hmm. entertainment and um stray kids all their fans were like we don't know what you're talking about things are great and everyone's like it's because (laughs) you guys are in separate management teams like Stray Kids is in like that number one team, and Got Seven's in the third one, and and Day Six is over here in Studio J, so completely different management teams. It's not like they're all coming together saying who's going to promote what this week, and uh, but yeah, that's that's been the closest to a real scandal, and I still think it's kind of a mild one. I mean, it's not illegal like prostitution or money laundering or gambling, so yeah, because I mean, there's within JYP there have been scandals like. Jay Park from 2 p.m. had left the company, and there's been things like that. Uh, Day Six actually did lose a member at one point, um, but it's been like group specific and not something like the company did. Yeah. All right, JYP's over. Thanks for listening. JYP's not over. This episode is over. But this episode is. Thanks for <laughs> <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at how you been. Um, send us emails about anything. Yeah, if you're <laughs> listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a, a review or a rating. If you have groups you want us to talk about, ideas you have for episodes, or if you just want to send us something cool, please do. Ooh, yeah, we we love talking to fans. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.